Hey everybody, welcome back to Bearded BSers. Thank you for tuning in again to the Bearded BSers. I was like, huh? <laughs> you let me out. Yeah, where'd that one go? Oh, oh man. shoot. Well, <clears throat> we, we, I guess in, uh, I had a pretty good week. What about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, we hope all y'all had a pretty good week as well. Actually, it's been two weeks for us, honestly. Oh, shoot, yeah. So, we're going to give her a shot here. We're going to do a little something different this week. Uh, well, we're going to do something that's up my alley that I, I it's kind of close, kind of one of my favorite singers, songwriters, whole nine yards. Um, you ready to hear about who it is? Yeah. Who is it? It's a... This guy named uh, Waylon Jennings. Have you ever heard of that guy? I don't know. Seems like I have somewhere, yeah. Maybe, maybe. So Waylon Waylon Jennings, real name Waylon Arnold Jennings. Oh, now I know who you're talking oh, okay, about. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was born on June fifteenth, nineteen thirty-seven. On the J.W. Bittner Farm near Littlefield, Texas. <laughs> what you, what's so funny? Just the name of the farm. <laughs> oh, <you see. laughs> he, was, he was born to uh, Loreen Beatrice. Uh, her. What do you, what's the. What's her name? was uh, her last name was I believe actually Shipley um Lorene yeah Lorene Beatrice Shipley I'm sure whenever they got married it was changed to Jennings is probably why they put it on there like that yeah. uh which actually which was it's kind of crazy I'm gonna tell about this the dates in in the uh the rest of the podcast uh and his father William Albert Jennings. Uh, the Jennings family line descended from the Black Dutch, and the Shipley, uh, the Shipley line descended from Cherokee and Comanche families. Hmm. So I led into that to tell you some more stuff about Whalen. You got anything to add before I go go on down the road here? Um, I mean, Waylon's a good singer. That is <laughs> that is a fact. So, where are you going to talk about where Jesse Calder came into play? Yeah, that's in the story as well. So you'll we'll come across it during the during the entire story. Um, but I'm going to kind of give you a rundown of where kind of where you know of Waylon's basically his family and, and stuff like that thing you know his uh his four spouses that he had over his lifetime <laughs> um, he was a man though well probably yeah i mean <laughs> all in that i think all in that time probably was yeah uh, a little bit more common uh, i don't condone it so just so everybody knows <laughs> But Waylon, when it comes to his music and everything, was really, was really good. So Waylon Jennings, full name Waylon Arnold Jennings, was born in Littlefield, Texas, June 15, 1937. He died February 13th of 2002. Okay, so I want to go back to a little that little paragraph we started with, you know, and um. And tell you this, where did he go here? So he he was he was preceded in his death in death by his his father William Jennings William Albert Jennings. He his father was born in 1915 and died 1968. Uh, his mother Lorene Beatrice Shipley. Uh, actually lived longer than her son did. 
she actually buried her son Waylon. Uh, because she was born in 1920 and she died in 2006. That's a year after I think Grandpa Elmer was born. Yet she was still older than Grandpa Elmer by five years. That's crazy. So we're gonna move on here. Uh, and you found out a little bit about his his childhood, basically his mom and his dad. So we're gonna move on to his family when he got a little bit older, and uh, a lot of bit older too. But you know that. Um, he had four different spouses in his lifetime. Uh, we're going to start with the earliest one, Maxine Lawrence, from 1955 to 1962. Uh, Barbara Elizabeth Rude from 1960. Wait, whoa, jumping gun here. <laughs> Go back a few years here. Uh, Lynn Jones. 1962 to 1967, and then Barbara Elizabeth Rude from 1967 to 1968, and the one that kind of settled him down and hyped him up all at the same time, Mrs. Jo Mrs. Jesse Coulter from 1969 to 2002, whenever he passed away. So then, you know, with all four of them marriages tends to come quite a, a bit of quite a bit of kids so uh, I couldn't really find anything on his grandkids though uh, so I didn't put them on here though I've read a lot about some grandkids and I didn't add struggle either but yeah um, like I said the uh, I didn't even put struggle on here um, he was uh, actually, I do believe, Jesse Coulter's line, I think, side of, is where struggle came into the picture. But, uh, so children that, you know, that they had was, you had Shooter Jennings, probably the most known of his kids actually is uh, I like this guy's name Terry Vance Jennings <laughs> and you got Buddy Dean Jennings Jennings uh, Julie Ray Jennings Tommy Lynn I think actually has some music out Tommy Lynn does well you'd have to go check her out that's T-O-M-I-L-Y-N-N-E Tommy Lynn uh, and then Deanna or Deanna Jennings. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. But um, so there we go. Did you do you know what Waylon Jennings' first number one hit was? Uh, I've heard it before. Um. I, mean, oh. I mentioned I mentioned it today, talking to the new guy up here at the at the yard. Because I mean, he's from Louisiana, and I figured he might know this song. Um, it's an old Cajun song that he actually picked up and did a, a cover to. It's called Jolie Blonde. I've never heard of it. I, I I've never heard it except for today. I actually went and looked at it. It's a pretty decent song. You won't be able to understand what they're saying what he's saying in it because it's actually a lot of Cajun words man um, what, what about what about his first number one billboard song do you, do you have, would you happen to know that one oh uh, what was it called uh, I think it's called this time or that time or something like that you are correct. It is this. It's this time. He actually wrote the song too, so uh, which was news to me because I thought it would it would have been somebody else that wrote that song at that, at that point in his career, but he he did write that song. Yeah. 
Um, so now we're going to move in to actually his kind of life story here. You ready? Oh, yeah. All right, so. Story time. Story time it is. All right, I covered pretty much everything on that. All right, so here's the run-in to the st his story. So Jennings, Waylon Jennings started playing guitar at the age of eight years old and performed at age 14 on KVOW radio, which after, after which he had formed his first band, the Texas Longhorns. Hey. Pretty identical to the uh, old football squad, uh, the, the the Texas University of Texas yeah. down there. Uh, uh, Waylon left high school at age 16, determined to become a musician, and worked as a performer and DJ on KVOW uh, on KVOW KDAV KYTI. And KLLL. And it's a lot of radio stations there, huh? Oh, thank you for tuning in to Cool. Yeah. A kill. <laughs> a kill. Uh, in uh, Coolidge, Arizona, and Phoenix. Hmm. Uh, in 1958, Buddy Holly arranged, and there's a cool story about that down the road, too. Oh, yeah. Arranged Jennings first recording session and hired him to play bass Jennings here here's what I was fixing this is what I was coming up to yeah. Jennings gave up his seat on the ill-fated flight 1959 that crashed and killed buddy Holly JP the big hopper Richardson and Richie Valens so the cool uh, uh, a story about that right there I don't know if you know but uh, the big bopper actually Asked for Waylon's seat, and uh, this is out of Waylon's words from Waylon's mouth. Um, he didn't want to give up a seat, but the big bopper talked him into it. And uh, a, a little phrase that stuck with Waylon after that, and it kind of stuck with me after hearing the story, um, was the big bopper told Waylon, It's not your time yet. And then a little confrontation between, well, not really confrontation, but Buddy Holly and Waylon had had exchanged some words. Yeah. Basically, Buddy Holly called Waylon a pushover for letting Big Bopper take his seat. Yeah. And uh, but Waylon gave in to him, you know, and gave it up. Um, and Waylon kind of stabbed back at him a little bit and. Uh, Buddy Holly said, you know, I hope your old bus freezes up on you. And uh, then then responding to Buddy, uh, Waylon said, well, I hope your your old plane crashes there, Buddy. <laughs> and uh, therefore, it happened. And it, <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm pretty sure it bugged Waylon for the rest of his life. Probably, yeah. Um, I mean, at that time, he really, that was before Waylon even made it big at all, you know. He was just a bass player. Yeah. So, in the band The Crickets, that's that's where that is. So, Jennings, you know, Waylon Jennings then formed a rockabilly club band, The Wailers, <laughs> which became the house band at JD's a Club in Scottsdale, Arizona. He recorded for... Uh, for independent label Trend Records and A&M Records, but did not achieve success until moving to RCA Victor. 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 Vic, Victor. Okay. It's the same thing. It's spelled the same way, too. Mm. Um, I think that's RCA Victor is the ones that came off of uh, Victory Records, I think. Um, kind of the... A partner of the Victory Records, I think, broke off and did his own little thing, or vice versa, where dude broke off of the RCA Victor and made Victory uh, Records, uh, which is also signing singers like 
where he, you know, he was seeing, signing singers like Waylon and, you know, all them big-time country singers. Yeah. Um, when he acquired Neil Rishon as his manager, manager uh, who, nego- who negotiated significantly better touring and recording contracts. After he gained creative control from RCA Records, he released the critically acclaimed albums Lonesome, Honor and Mean, and Honky Tonk Heroes. There's a story I want to say about that uh, Honky Tonk Heroes before we're done tonight. Um, I just listened to another ep- uh, an episode of a podcast that actually I, I learned about today. It's pretty cool. Um, followed by the hit albums Dream in My Dreams and Are You Ready for the Country? Uh-huh. Are you ready for the country? Are you ready for me? Oh, you, you gotta, you gotta start listening. You gotta go through and listen to the discography of Waylon, because there's a lot of good songs. Yeah. Um, you want to take over on these two little paragraphs here? I yeah. say little. That's a big old paragraph uh, right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the big paragraph and then the little paragraph. So look, there you go. It didn't, it didn't fail us that time. During the 1970s, Jennings drove outlaw country. With uh, Willie Nelson, Tom Paul Glazer, which I've never heard of him, and then Jesse Coulter, he recorded country music's first platinum album, Wanted, The Outlaws. It was followed by Old Waylon and the hit song, Luke and Box, Texas. Um, <clears throat> he was returned on the 1978 album, White Mansions, Formed by various artists documenting the lives of Confederates during the Civil War. He appeared in films <laughs> My eyes twitched. He, all right. he appeared in films and television series including Sesame Street and a stint as the balladeer for the Dukes of Hazzards. Hmm. Really? I knew he sang the song. Oh, yeah. That's what Balladeer is. Oh. Here we are, not knowing some shit. Yeah. Um, composing and singing shows theme song. I guess could have kept reading. <laughs> yep. Um, and providing narration for the show. By the early 1980s, the Jennings struggled with cocaine addiction, which he overcame in 1984. Later, he joined the country supergroup, the Highwaymen, with Billy Nelson, Chris Thompson, and Johnny Cash, uh, which released three albums between 1985 and 1995. During that period, Jennings released a successful album, Will the Wolf Survive? I don't know. I'll have to go and look and see what music is on that album, because... If it was successful, I would know some of the songs off of it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can imagine. He toured less after 1997 to spend more time with the family, or with his family, but between 1999 and 2001, his his appearances were limited by health problems. In 2001, he was... Inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. That's that's a bad lead off to the previous sentence. What do you mean? He, his appearances were limited by health problems. Oh yeah. But in 2001, uh, anyways, in 2007 though he was posthumously awarded the Cliffy Stone Pioneer Award by the ACMs, Academy of Country Music. Uh, it was crazy because they really didn't uh, do much with his kind of country because that that you know whenever he first started it he kind of pioneered it that's why. But what do you mean like was you talking about how he had his appearances knocked down by his health and then he wound up getting inducted in yeah. the Hall of Fame? Well, see the the way the reason. That goes with everything, though, because usually, typically, 
a lot of times they don't induct people unless they've either passed on or they've retired or something, you know. Damn. So it's always got to be something that kind of, well, let's put them in now, you know. Uh, typically not while you're alive. Damn. I mean, they're starting to do it more and more now because they're running out of good people to put in the Hall of Fames, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. I mean, I just don't. Because, yeah. After about 98, I think, is whenever the country music kind of just was like, eh, I'm not going to do it no more. Yeah. And there was some good stuff later on in the 2000s, but, you know, when you got into the 2010s and the 2020s, they were trash, and they're still trash today. I mean, yeah. there's a few here. I mean, there's some hidden talent, but they won't put it on the radio. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to go back to his early life. One one hidden talent I would like to give an honorable mention after the show. You talking about? Mm-hmm. We did that last show. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Oh. We can do it again though. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did remember. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna skip that first paragraph there because that's the one we read. Um. The name on Jennings, you know, Wayland Jennings' birth certificate was Wayland. It was changed after a Baptist preacher, preacher visited his parents and congratulated his mother for naming him after the Wayland Baptist University in Plainview, Texas. <laughs> Lorene was like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> Lorene Jennings, who, uh, who had been aware, unaware of the college changed his changed the spelling to Wayland Jennings or to Wayland. And Jennings later expressed in his autobiography, "I didn't like Wayland. It sounded like corny and hillbilly, <laughs> but it's been good to me, and I'm pretty well at peace with it right now." <laughs> so part of what made him famous. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yes. I mean. He really made that name famous. I mean, honestly, mm. I don't really see his name actually making him famous, but it, I think it was easier because it's something that's catchy, something easy to go with. Mm. Um, after working as a laborer on the Bittner farm, there's your favorite word again. Uh, Jennings' mm. father moved the family to Littlefield and established a retail creamery. Uh, now we're into his career here. Career here. Uh, beginnings in mu- beginnings in music. When Jennings was eight, his mother taught him to play guitar with the tune "30 Pieces of Silver." Oh, twice in one show, huh? Guess so. <laughs> uh, Jennings used to practice with his relatives' instruments until his mother brought him a used Stella guitar. And later ordered he ordered a Harmony Patrician. Early influences included Bob Wills, Floyd Tillman, Ernest Tubb, Hank Williams, Carl Smith, and Elvis Presley. I think which in turn kind of turned, you know, him and Elvis became pretty good friends later on down the road. Um, beginning with performing at family gatherings, Jennings played his first public concert at the youth center with Anthony Bonanno followed by appearances at the local Jaycees and Lions Club he won a talent show at channel 13 in Lubbock singing Hey Joe like the Hey Joe? Uh, that I have no clue Hey Joe oh we can't sing that no. oh we kind of did already twice on the show that would have yeah. been the third time you have it the first one you couldn't hardly hear. I don't think we were pretty. I was pretty quiet about it. But the second one uh, was the one the the album "Ready for the Country." I don't know. <laughs> um, he later made frequent performances at the Palace Theater in Littlefield during the local talent night. That one, yep. and this one. All right. Um, and then, so read down to the picture, basically. All right. 
At the age of 14, uh, Jennings auditioned for a spot on KVOW in Littlefield, Texas. Owner J.B. McShann, along with Emil, or Emil, Emil Maka, recorded Jennings' performance. Uh, McShann liked his style and hired him for a weekly 30-minute program. Following his performance on the show, Jennings formed his own band. He asked Maka to play bass for him and gathered other friends and acquaintances to form the Texas Longhorns. The style of the band, a mixture of country and western and bluegrass music, was often not well received. I think that's what they kind of called the Texas Swing, I think, ain't it? Or that would that be not quite Texas Swing? I'm not sure, but Cause, Bob, cause, Bob Wills. Yeah, I mean, Bob Wills was the Texas Swing. He was a Texas playboy, man. I was, just, I, I was about to say, Bob Wills is still the king. Oh, yeah, Bob Wills is still the king. Waylon's got a song about that, man. Yeah, that's who that is? Yeah, yeah. Buddy. No uh, matter who plays in Texas, Bob Wills is still the king. Anyways, after several disciplinary infractions, 16-year-old Waylon Jennings was convicted, who convinced to drop out of Littlefield High School by the superintendent. That's freaking messed up. Well, because he's seen what kind of, the superintendent, I guarantee he's seen this kind of music that he's playing. He was like, uh, you got a talent. You need to go and chase that talent, you know, I, I I think he was probably really like, hey, you need to go do this because it sounds good, you make a name for yourself, because yeah. at those times, there really wasn't, staying in school wasn't really, uh, it wasn't really yeah, it wasn't really beneficial for a kid, you know, yeah. uh, upon leaving school, he worked for his father in the family store, while he also took temporary jobs. Jennings felt that music could turn, oh, that music would turn into his career, which I guess it did. <laughs> yes, sir. The, uh, the next year, along with the Texas Longhorns, um, uh, recorded demo versions of the song Stranger in My Home. That sounds familiar, but... Oh, you're thinking of... Uh, a stranger in my house. Somebody here that I can't see. Well, it's pretty... Hey, that is very hypocritical. Or not hypocritical. It's, it's, it's a hidden message. Because it, 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 I mean, he, he was blind. Yeah, he was, <laughs> literally. That's funny. <laughs> It's kind of messed up. <laughs> um, anyways, the next year, oh, yeah. Uh, he also recorded demo versions of songs like There Will Be a New Day at KFYO Radio in Lubbock. Uh, meanwhile, he drove a truck for the Thomas Land Lumber Company and a cement truck for the Roberts Lumber Company. Tired of the owners, Jennings quit after a minor driving accident. Um, Jennings and other local musicians often performed at country radio stations KDAB. During this time, he met Buddy Holly at a Lubbock uh, restaurant. The two often come met during local shows, and Jennings began to attend Holly's performances uh, on KDAV Sunday Party. So. The okay dab radio station, huh? Yeah. Okay dab, not K-Dab. That's just so the picture that I'm, that they got on there just doesn't look like him. Yeah, definitely a very young, fine cut version. Yep. So, 
in, in addition to, well, let's go ahead and just jump on down a little bit. Let's see. Cause, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could be covered. I mean, honestly, uh, this would take a whole nother maybe two episodes. Oh, wow. There's a lot of stuff. Um, I, I think, I think we should probably, uh, I'll read down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish these last, there's four paragraphs. I'm just gonna finish them through and, uh, we're gonna, we'll cut it off right here before his, I mean, so, all right. Because I do want to add a couple things into this before we get off of here. Um, so, but with that being said, I think we'll go ahead and cut it loose a little bit tonight because of pushing the time a little bit here. However, I do want to go through some songs here and I want to get your input on what you feel. Do you, do you know any right off the top of your head that would be in your top three or top five or something? Probably, uh, just a general noise. Oh, yeah? Um, probably that one, and, uh, I'm trying to think of the, all the songs he sang. Um, um, let me, I'll tell you this. Um, the song that got me into Waylon, the one that really caught my attention to get me into Waylon, to listening to him, is uh, Waymore's Blues. That's the one that literally, like, it's something that punches right in, in the face and like, hey, listen to me. <laughs> I mean, it's just that, there you go, three times in, in one. Dang. Uh, but yeah, Waymore's four times? Waymore's Blues is my favorite, uh, my number one, my favorite. And, um, did you say that album was Will the Wolf Survive? Yeah. Will the Wolf Survive? They ain't got them all. Working without a net. Where does love go? That dog won't hunt. What do you do when I'm gone or what you'll do when I'm gone suddenly single the shadow of your distant friend I've got me a woman and the devil's right hand I've only I think if that's the same devil's right hand that Johnny Cash sang and other singers as well Steve Earle uh, what's his name from uh, Bonanza. Lauren Green. Wow, oh, yeah. Lauren Green did a version of it. Yeah. Oh, um, Lauren Green. Uh, if that's the same one, I've heard that song. The other one's kind of disappointed in myself because I need to go and listen to all these. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of product that he put out. Yeah. But um, I'd say for me. In no, in no particular order, my top five would be Waymore's Blues. Of course, it's my number one. I will say that that is number one. Drinking and Dreaming. Um, what's another one here? Um, Uh, I think, um, that one that I showed you a while back, uh, how much rain can one man stand? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I like Waylon's version of Lucille. Way better than Kenny Rogers' version. Waylon's got the voice, but Kenny Rogers had the beat on that one. I just, uh, I, I like 
Wayland's version completely. And then the the number five, I've got a tie kind of, so I can have, I got six really. Um, it's going to be uh, Rose in Paradise and I'm a Rambling Man. I was about to say, I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> Yeah, the Bobby How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I'm a rambling man in a rambling world. Life in nudie suits. Yeah. Singing the uh, singing with all my dudes. <laughs> yeah. Oh That's shoot! Funny. What would you? What would? Yeah, I'm gonna name some off, and you tell me if they're in your top five. Uh, Highwayman. Yep. Luke and Buck, Texas. Yep. Uh, I've got to add one to mine. It's a tie. I'm going to add two. Don't you think this outlaw bit had done got out of hand and outlaw shit? It's exactly the same song, only outlaw shit is slowed down. Kind of how like Whiskey River, you got the fast version and the slow version. Yeah. Slow version's your album song, and the fast version's your live version. Yeah. So, but uh, how about, are you sure Hank done it this way? I thought that was Hank Jr. No. Nope. I've been lying to you sure all my Are you sure Hank done it this way? I always thought that was freaking Hank Jr. No, sir. No, sir. What about uh, Can't You See? It's also a, uh, uh, what's that? What fucking... this woman's been doing to yep. me. Yep. Can't remember who said, uh, Marshall Tucker Band has a version as well. And I think it's the more popular version. So. I've never heard of Larry's own. I've never heard of Wayland, so. <laughs> uh, then you got. Uh, well, Big River's not really his. It's more Johnny's. Uh, ain't living long. I ain't living long like this. I'm living long like this. I've always been crazy. I've always been crazy with one foot out. One step over the line. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. There ain't no good chain gang with Johnny Cash. one I said is my favorite. That's the one he really literally wrote it in like 10 minutes. Must have been sad. It's so it's so simple of a song. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of message in the song though because you can read it read it off the but so what about Against the Wind? Against the Wind. We're always running against the wind. That was Waylon Jennings. It was actually Bob Dylan, or not Bob Dylan, what's, what's his name? Bob Seger. Bob Seger actually did that. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Uh, the Highwaymen just did it over. Willie and Waylon and Chris. I need John. to freaking listen to that, dude. Um, then you got Never Been to Spain. I've never been to Spain. But I kind of like the music. No, never heard that. It's, it was actually um, Three Dog Night did a good version of it. Um, Lonesome, Honoring and Me. Lonesome, Honoring and Me. I've never heard that one either. Um, the Conversation. With Hank Jr. That was pretty decent, yeah. Uh, Nowhere Road. I don't really like this that song, but I do like the beginning of it. It starts out, There's a road in Oklahoma Straighter than a preacher Longer than a memory 
and it goes forever onward. I can't remember from there, but this is the only part I listen to on the intro. Then I'll change the song. And I don't really care for the rest of the song. I mean, it's it's good, but it's Willie Nelson. I can't do Willie Nelson very much. Um, but it's talking about the road that takes you over to. It's it's actually a road. It's a pretty long road that goes past nowhere, Oklahoma. There's a road. It's it's. Passes nowhere, Oklahoma. The the actual town of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, what about the last cowboy song? This is the last cowboy song. All right, I got a couple more for you. Uh, Angels love bad men. I haven't heard that one. Ladies love outlaws. Ladies of Outlaws, babies of... I don't remember the beat to it, but I've heard it. That almost sounds like, Mama, don't let your babies grow up. There's another one. Is that one in your top five? Oh, yeah. What about this time? This time, you want me to come back. It's up to you. But remember, I won't allow the things you used to do. I don't you know got it to the mark and walk the line. Um, where corn don't grow. I never heard that one. That's what you get for loving me. That's what you get for loving me. Never heard that one. Uh. Honky Tonk Heroes. Oh, there you go. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Bob Wills is still the king. Mm, probably my number two or three. And uh, what's that? Uh, What's the one we were talking about? Uh, you said that we were talking uh, Dukes of Hazard theme. Oh, uh, um, that's some good old boy. Yeah, good old boys. That in your top. Uh-huh. So, but anyways, I think that'll, I think that's gonna wrap us up for this, <coughs> for this episode. Yeah. I think we'll have to revisit this and do the do some more parts to his, his deal because it's a very interesting story I mean life life story uh, well I feel like that was a successful show I'd say so uh, it was uh, very informative so. yep yep well I guess uh with all that, we bid you adieu and toodaloo, and uh, we hope that y'all have a blessed weekend, and we will see you on Wednesday. We want to feed them some jokes before we leave this time? Yep. We didn't get them last time? Yep. Hey, everybody. Thank you for uh, joining us tonight, and we hope you enjoyed the show, and um, we're uh, going to do a little house cleaning here, and Number one, we uh, got to tell you a little bit about where we got our uh, research from. Where I got it, because somebody didn't do no work. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do no work. <laughs> no, but on a real note, we, uh, I, I will be happy and glad to share where I have received, where we have received our uh, material for today's show. Uh, it came straight from the, the, the most trusted site of all yeah, time. Yeah, why that <laughs> uh, Wikipedia, see. you know, and I, <coughs> I know I know a lot of it could probably be false, but hey. Sounds good. Sounds good enough for me. You got to make it sound <laughs> perfect. You yeah. got to make it sound good. You got to have um, something that catches the attention of everybody, <laughs> per se. Um but yeah, uh, Spotify, or Spotify, what the fuck? Uh, 
Oh, good lord. Uh, Wikipedia. It's a, uh, they had a lot of good stuff for us there. Um, I feel like we still are lack, slacking on that. I feel like we need more. We're going to have to do a co- another couple of episodes to finish that off because of, well, there was a lot in there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to my favorite part just yet either. Like, we're not quite to the outlaw stuff. Yeah, uh, it'd be probably a couple part uh, part series. Yeah. So. Yep. So, uh, anything else you wanted to add? Well, uh, just uh, oh, uh, we might very possibly have a special guest here in a few weeks. Come on, and uh, on one of our midweek episodes, and. It is uh, going to be a very spooky episode, so yep. we uh, I think that should be the uh, would it be the third weekend in September? I can't remember what sixteenth. See the mm, I think it actually yeah might be the third weekend. Got to double check honestly. Well, as it gets closer to time, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll uh, <coughs> we'll definitely let y'all know. Um, but uh, anyways, thanks for listening, and we hope you're enjoying it a little bit more. Um, we've been trying to cut down on our time a little bit and give as much information still, so a little less banter. Um, but banter's kind of what makes it fun. So. Yep. So, Anyways, uh, here's a uh, couple little jokes to, to make your night, and uh, DJ, you go ahead. All right. Actually, I think you should do the first one, and I think you ought to do this one. It's Uh-oh. up your lane. It's up your alley. <laughs> All right. A Scottish tourist attended his first baseball game in the U.S., and uh, after... A base hit, he hears the fans roaring, run, run. The next batter connects heavily with the ball, and the Scotsman stands up and roars with the crowd in his thick accent, run, you basta, run, will you? A third batter hits a slam again, and the Scotsman, obviously pleased with his knowledge of the game, screams, Run, you bastard! Run with you! And uh, the next batter steadfastly holds his swing four times, and as the ump calls a walk, <laughs> the, the Scotsman stands up and runs and yells, Run, you bastard! Run! And all the surrounding fans giggle quietly, and he sits down confused. A friendly fan, sensing his embarrassment, whispers to the Scotsman, he doesn't have to run, he's got four balls. After this explanation, the Scotsman stands up in disbelief and screams, Walk with pride, man. Walk with pride. <laughs> That's pretty good, bro. I figured it was up your alley yeah. there. <laughs> That's But, yeah, that that was a pretty good one. What you got for As soon as the ads get through, I can give you a, I can give you my joke. <coughs> Luckily, we ain't got no blanket in here, or else I would have just Dutch ovened you. Dutch ovened you. This is a ripped one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. At one point during a game, the coach said to one of his young players, Do you understand what cooperation is? What a team is? The little boy nodded in, in the affirmative. Do you understand what matters is whether we win together as a team? The little boy nodded yes. So the coach So the coach continued, when a strike is called or you're out at first you don't argue, curse, or attack the empire. Do you understand all that? Again, the little boy nodded. Good, said the coach. Now go over there and explain it to your mother. 
That is the way it goes, let me tell you. Alright, folks. Well, we definitely appreciate you tuning in. We do apologize for the commercials. But, um... We'll, uh... We'll, we'll see how this goes. So, y'all have a blessed weekend. And, uh, thanks again for... Wait, 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 wait. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go through this top 20 real quick. It's not gonna take that long. Things in American football that sound dirty. Number 20. The hole closed on him before he could penetrate it. <laughs> 19. He came at his blind side and got him from behind. <laughs> Number 18. He's off to the sidelines for a quick blow. <laughs> Number 17. It's a game of inches. Number 16. That hole was so big you could drive a truck through it. <laughs> Number 15. When you go, when you get down in this area, you just gotta start pounding. <laughs> Number 14. He's gonna fill that one tomorrow. <laughs> Number 13. He found his tight end. <laughs> Number 12. End around. Uh, number 11. He had to stretch to get it in. <laughs> number 10. He gets penetration in the backfield. That's the best one yet. Uh, number 9. He blows them off at the line. Well, that's uh, that's pretty uh, out there one. Number eight, he bangs it in. Number seven, he could go all the way. Wait. Number six, he gets it off just in time. <laughs> Number five, he goes deep. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, Number four, he found a hole and slid it, then slid through it. Uh, number three, he pounds it in. Number two, he beats them off the line. Okay. Number and number one, he's got great hands. <laughs> I bet they know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that's all I got for you. Alright folks, y'all have a blessed weekend and uh, we will see y'all Wednesdays. Bye, have a wonderful time. Bye, have a wonderful time.